0: Today's episode is with Michelle Aneine, who's the founder of the Shalux Group. We're going to be talking about how to grow and scale your business today. She's someone who's done it herself. She's helping people all over the world do it as well. And we're going to be talking about how you can do it for your business too. Stay tuned. Here comes your good advice. Welcome back to another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. You know how I love to bring good advice directly where you are. Well, today, I got some good advice for you. I have a friend of mine, Michelle Inene, who's joining us today. She's the founder and CEO of Shalux Group. She's a business support expert. She's someone who understands what it means to truly grow and scale a business. And now she's helping other people do that. She's helping hundreds of clients all around the world grow and scale their business. She's especially incredible helping elite female entrepreneurs obtain more clients online and disrupt their market and really take their business to, seven figures and beyond. Michelle's incredible and she's here with us today. Michelle, it's so great to have you here.
1: Hey, Blake. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so pleased to be here today.
0: Well, I have to, you have a lovely accent. I have to ask, where are you calling in from?
1: (laughs) From the UK. I've got a mix of Nigerian accents and the UK. I've been here for five years and counting. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> what, uh, now I gotta ask, do you celebrate? I got in trouble for saying this yesterday, but do you celebrate daylight savings? Um,
1: not really. Okay. Uh, not, no, not really.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I had someone I was supposed to be on a call with yesterday, and he was an hour late. And I was like, I was like, hey, man, you missed our appointment. And he was like, oh, you American. We don't, I don't do daylight savings where I'm from. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I forgot this is, some people hate this thing. So, anyway. <laughs> It's good to have you here, regardless.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. How are you? I haven't asked.
0: <laughs> I'm good. So I have a one year old. She just turned one, and uh, so we're really excited that we kept her alive for a year. Uh, do you have kids, by the way?
1: <laughs> I do. I've got two kids. I've got a three year old and a two year old.
0: See, this two is this is why you're on the podcast is because you're going to give me all the critical. I'm like, I'm at the point where she's showing her attitude a little bit and I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do. So, you know, it's good to have you here. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, I'm definitely happy to to share, but yeah, I think we've reached that stage Well, she's reached that stage where she's probably trying to be vocal now, I guess. Right.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. She, um, she has a couple of words, but she, otherwise she just, she yells total gibberish, but she wants to make sure she's heard.
1: I like that. I do like that, but yeah, I, I think obviously, the signs show that she's just literally a confident child. Yeah,
0: you just it, right? <laughs> I love it. Well, tell you know, I did. I gave uh, the listeners a bit of an insight as to who you are and what you do. I'd love to hear straight from you and for the listeners, tell us more about who you are and what you do.
1: Absolutely. So, um, just coming down to be very honest with you, I'm just a 28 year old girl who's born Nigerian based in the UK and has set up a couple of companies under a group. So what I do is I help service-based entrepreneurs who have no clue or, or direction of where to go, but they literally want to excel and be profitable. And what I help them do is help them to increase their visibility in the online space so that they are able to not only get clients, but it's saving time as entrepreneurs in their business. And they're also scaling faster in their business through VA support, that's special assistant support through social setting support and coaching. So that's mm-hmm. literally what I do. Been doing that for a um, couple of years now. Um, Background wise, I've got eight years of experience with project management. To so start off at entry level as a project um, coordinator and then work my way up. Um, being a senior project manager, working in the capacity of a program manager within, in the corporate world. And then I did have my second baby and, um, you know, had to like step down, start my own thing um, and been doing that for some time. First of all, started off the VA agency where I had a small group of people supporting businesses. And then I found out that while supporting um, entrepreneurs in their business, I was also generating strategies to support them to book, on, book consults, so mm. consult get leads through. And then with the fact that I've had my own share of experience with coaches as I've worked with them before, that also broadened my knowledge as well. Um, and I was able, I saw myself supporting and giving strategies and also creating roadmaps and blueprints for my team to support clients. And so I decided that this was high time that I took a step, a little step further to you know, try and work on my personal branding. And I thought, hey, what can I do or, oh, what can I call myself? Because I didn't want to be branded as a coach at the time. I didn't want to, want to be branded as a bachelor assistant at the time. So I said, what do I do now? I support businesses, right? So I branded myself as a business support expert, right? And the fact that I have these different, different divisions under one roof, the VA agency, the social selling, um, support agency, and the mentoring bit, and that is literally um it's good really
0: well, you know it's it's interesting because it feels like first of all, I love that you said you didn't want to call yourself a coach because <laughs> I so I have a coaching business, and when I got online, I was like, oh my gosh, there are there's millions of us, we're everywhere, there's so many coaches out there, which I was like I was like i'm I'm a coach, yeah, I mean, and then I started realizing, okay, wait, there is everyone is a coach on here, so props to you for differentiating yourself. what I want to ask you about is. You know, obviously, you had this passion to help coaches and help service based entrepreneurs get more clients. It feels like when people jump into their service-based industry. And for people who are listening, when we talk about a service-based industry, we're not not talking about necessarily like hospitality. We're not talking about something like that. We're talking about someone who they're not selling a physical product to someone. They're selling a solution, a a service that solves a problem. And so often we see coaches in this. We sometimes see people who run uh, digital marketing companies, things like that. Well, uh, Michelle, it feels like a lot of people, when they jump in their service career they're so passionate and they they know they're like man I know I'm gifted at this but when it comes to getting customers and getting clients it's so it's confusing it's hard the person on facebook told me it would be so easy if i just send this email i'll get like 10 leads per week it's not working tell us a little bit more about that disconnect between the challenge of getting new customers and then just being this person who's like, I just want to help people. I just, I love what I do. I just want to help people.
1: Yes. So, um, right. I, I really agree with what you said about how you start off in the starting your business. You're happy. You're like, yes, this is, it. it is going to work. And you think you have a plan and you find out that you start hearing cr- crickets, like you post, 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 right? You're trying to be consistent but all you hear is crickets, right? And no one's probably shown interest in whatever it is that you're trying to sell or call to actions and all that stuff. And people say, okay, right, you have to push consistently. Some say you have to show up live. But again, it's all about the basics. Now, from experience, I found out a few things that didn't work for me when I first started. So the first three months when I started, I didn't get clients. And that's the honest truth, right? But what I found out... That's currently working for me. That's weeks go by. I have six, eight people coming in, coming through on a weekly basis, and I say yes to them, and I keep growing my team, right? But uh, what I found out that was that that helped me was the fact that I had to first of all go right back to the basics to create what I call my marketing domination plan, and basically this literally is me trying to understand what I want to stand for in my market for a start so understanding you know what I want to be known for and probably picking a few things that I'll love to literally teach about so in terms of um you know um trying to get clients I want to be seen as a thought leader within my space and so it means consistently showing up to teach and add value but that's not only where it stops There's still more to it, right? It's also about you being able to list out the things that your market is is constantly asking for. So it's more about social listening. You want to go out there and see, hey, what are these people asking for? There are platforms you can go on. You can go on Reddit where loads of questions are asked. You could probably type out private keywords there related to your niche. You see loads of questions there. And that way it helps you to know what your market is, your, audience um, need answers to, you're noting that down because you want to use that to form the baseline for the content that you're going to be putting out there to answer these questions and show show up as the boot to authority in your market space. You might want to leverage probably Facebook groups where you can also go in there, type keywords, right, and probably see when people are actively trying to social buy by asking certain questions that might even relate to your sort of market, right? But also at the same time, it's about consistently adding value, but at the same time, ensuring that your brand has its own voice. And this is where authenticity comes in. So sometimes people strive to be really perfect and they try to have a very polished clean page or profile which is great to have but again it's also about you coming being down to earth and showing everyone that you're just literally human right Mm -hmm. and you can uh, and you can make mistakes but hey and then letting them know your story and being vulnerable and confidently vulnerable anyway and that way what that gets you is people who are noticing you will start to sort of build some sort of trust because hey, they're seeing you being vulnerable, they're seeing you putting yourself out there and they're seeing, they hear your story and they can resonate with that. And those are the things that would help them, you know, want to, you know, get to know you better. And when you sort of do your call to action, that really helps. So, again, it's all about things like, you know, on a daily basis, you're having your engagement posts, your conversation posts, you do polls. You'll make, you're make you literally making use of all the features on the platform where you think your target audience hangs out. in. so if it's Instagram, fine. Use those features there. If it's Facebook, fine. You want to use the features in there but also at the same time, probably you know, have your nurture or prospect group where you're literally nurturing them in there until they're hot leads um, and then you, know, you get clients. But I think it's about understanding your target audience first, their needs, um, the language to speak, and then literally showing up. But there's more to that anyway. Well,
0: the showing up piece. Uh, so I, I love your perspective on consistency and consistent show, consistently showing up. It feels like consistency is... It's a different... We have different definitions of what that means. Uh, I've known some people... So I know one business owner who we were having this conversation on consistently showing up. And he said, yeah, I think I'll do like a post a month. And I was like, okay, that's 12 posts a year. I don't... I don't know if that is consistently showing up. And he's like, well, yeah, like every month, I'm going to do a post. Yeah. (laughs) And he's always like, okay, well, yeah, that's consistent for you. Uh, And then I've had some people say, you know, you got to post twice a day. You got to be on there doing video every day, et cetera, et cetera. And then I have people who... There's this whole other conversation of, okay, well, I posted for 2 weeks and nothing happened. I didn't make a million dollars. So this must be a waste of time. Talk to me a little bit about the mental game that comes with showing up and actually being consistent. Tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Okay. Talking about mindset, I want for every person hearing me right now that if you want to know that if you want to have a profitable business, then you want to have the millionaire mindset and you want to know that the millionaire mindset is all about being a doer. Okay. If you want to excel, right, you want to be a doer. And what that means is you want to be able to not only be a doer, but take risks. And in terms of consistency, it's literally showing up daily, okay? Whether it's through posts, whether it's through videos, right? Show up daily consistently. It could be on, in different formats. It doesn't have to be videos every day or posts every day. But you could mix things up because I, I, I personally believe that, you know, variety is a spice of life. And left to me personally, I use a combination of every um, sort of um, different features when it comes to marketing for my business. So what has helped me is, yes, I post every day. I don't do it myself because I don't have the time to do that. But I have my team who supports me with that. And I always say that um, the key people that every startup business should have is a virtual assistant, and a social seller. a so virtual assistant helps you save time to help you with that part of the consistency that you need in your business, even while starting off, so that you are not burned out. Because I find that the day you start being consistent, people are asking you, and then if you break up that consistency, have that in, at the back of your mind that you're starting again. The reason why I say that is because with consistency, most with most businesses that I have um, supported, on an average, they start getting um, like in, an influx of clients coming through, like literally on the third month, because hey, they've been consistent. And it takes time, but the day that you stop and then you have a break and you want to start again, just know you're starting afresh. So I mentioned a virtual assistant is who you need to help you with that consistency and to help to put your brand voice out there. And the second person is a social seller. So whoever is on your team, you need to ensure that your team members, as part of your responsibility, is that they are responsible for generating revenue in your business. If you're not bringing in revenue, so why are you working for you? Why are you sweating and trying to get clients when they should be the ones getting clients for the business? Look at the big companies out there, Fortune 500, 20, 100 and co. They've got different departments in the organization. They've got the sales marketing department. They have managers and team members in there whose sole responsibility is to generate leads. And then the sales department actually gets those leads from the marketing department. And they convert and then get clients consistently for these big companies, right? You don't see the, the, the directors or the CEOs literally hunting for clients because they have teams to do that. And that's the mindset you want to have as the um, sole owner and, and, and entrepreneur in your business. You want to have that one person whose sole responsibility is to go out there and generate revenue for the business. So although you are the brand voice where you're speaking, And you're building up your personal brand and profile, you're adding value, you are not only adding value, but also combining that with call to actions, right, to invite people to speak to you or have a chat with you. But also at the same time, you have that social seller who is going out there and supporting to, you know, engage with people um, who I could ideally be your, your your clients. They are not only engaging on their posts, but they are also having conversations with them back and forth to you know warm them up. They are engaging the DMs as well, still building that relationship with them, trying to get to know more about them, not only personally but business wise. Trying to sort through the number of people that they're engaging with for you, right? And then be, and then qualifying them whilst they're having a chat with them right still in the DMs, like not one-to-one calls, right? And afterwards, um, if they see that, you know, they have the needs that you you, you solve, they are able to afford your service. They are, um, in terms of urgency about the solution they need, it's literally like now, not later.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they literally invite them for a consult call with, with you, the owner. Right. And that's what you want where daily you are getting consult calls booked daily. You're sat down speaking to people. And if your social seller is great, they can literally sell literally in the DMs without even having a consult call with anyone. So that's literally what you want to think about and start working on.
0: So, Michelle, for uh, first of all, I love the, the strategy in play here, and especially for listeners who've never checked out a virtual assistant, um, how incredible they can be for your business. Michelle, I want to ask you about the brand new entrepreneur who maybe isn't bringing in cash yet. Okay. Uh, they have a maybe, maybe just one customer, maybe no customers, mm-hmm. and so as they're listening to you talking about scaling the team, bringing on people, they're sweating and they're they're panicking a little bit because they're like, okay, I can't hire those people, I can't afford that, but then they're also thinking, okay, how how do I find the time to do all of those things and still run the business so to speak do you have any advice for those entrepreneurs who are very young and new in their business
1: absolutely it's very simple i want for you to take some time to create for yourself what i call your ceo schedule okay you want to be very well organized and plan i'm talking from experience Uh, as take this from a previous product manager it's all about planning out your day and your ceo schedule you first of all want to start off by incorporating a couple of things in there that you want to attend to daily. So maybe let's say on Mondays, probably an hour slot could be for creating content for the week, right? Content for not only not, content, not only content that will go on your social media, but probably content that might probably go out on your email list, right? Um, and and um, probably um create a particular slot where you want to actually go out and probably send out let's say 25 outbound messages. You want to probably do lead generation to get leads. So on a daily basis, you want to always incorporate the activity for you to get leads. You want to incorporate an activity for you to um, communicate and build engagement with those you've reached out to in the DMs or engaged on your profiles. You want to incorporate a time in the day where you're going out to jump on a live call to talk about you, tell your story, um, invite people to ask you questions, right? You want to connect, you want to book in this slot during the, the week or a month where you're going into networking events to connect with people genuinely, right? That's what you want to do, but also at the same time you might think, right, I've done these in here and um, but then what's not lacking is my personal life. So now I have I've got time for my professional life and then my personal life is lacking behind. And that's why I see you want to incorporate activities for your personal life if you have kids factor them into your, see your schedule if you've got family or friends or hangouts just factor that into see your schedule so you have that one CEO your schedule you're looking at where you've not only got your professional activities in there but your personal activities or account if it, it's time to drink water put that in there <laughs> and say I'm serious and then put that into your calendar so that it pops up on your phone anywhere you go to let you know it's time for this. It's time for that, and yeah, that has helped me, and I think that it could help others too.
0: Well, I love how you um, combine the schedule with having your personal stuff there too, because I, I think I think Absolutely. many fellow entrepreneurs we can all relate with. You know, that 80 hour, like we're just trying to make the business work, no time left for ourselves or for the mm-hmm. family. And so I like the intentionality of that. And uh, something else I really like that you said you mentioned every day having an activity that you're doing that's getting you leads, that's prospecting in some way. Cause I, I think sometimes you know whenever you're getting into entrepreneurship a lot of us are creators like we're creatives we we love to create things we love to talk about what we're passionate about mm. but when it comes to that very intentional sales process like what am I going to do today that gets someone clicking on my page or clicking open my email or clicking on book a call uh, I think it takes a lot to rewire our mind to realize oh I am a salesperson Um, which a lot of times we feel like can be a bit stifling for our creative energy. I want to ask you, do you feel like you've always been pretty natural when it comes to selling? Or when you first started your business, did you have to change your perspective? Did you have to grow in that way at all? Or have you just always had a knack for it?
1: Honestly, when I first started, I sucked at selling. (laughs) absolutely i'm pretty much sure others listening to me right now will tell who aren't sales gurus um it wasn't easy i always panicked every time i had a consult call because i didn't have that confidence i was like what do i say and then the first i remember the very first consult call um i had for some reason it went through she said yes to me but I felt that I didn't drive the concept call. I just literally listened and we had to ask me questions. She drove the entire concept call to the end. like you going for an interview for a job. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm literally just asking you the questions, right? Um, but I knew that something was missing and I knew I wanted more. I knew I wanted to, um, you know, get better at be engaging with my leads and also having that off the hand during concert calls and seeing them able to support them and let them see the value of what they're getting and the results right and so what I did was I did invest in myself and got a, a sales um, coach to mentor me and that helped way way lot like things changed she broke me down into pieces I cried on the on on the sessions with her like she made me know the like know why I felt the way I felt every time I went on sales calls like I wasn't confident in myself but she broke me down into pieces and built me back up to be better and I, I really love her for that um and I would say anyone who is currently struggling right now I always say go for a sales coach if you're unable to and I always say this if you're unable to afford one, Right. It depends on how you have relationships with them. It would even even if you are just a lead jumping on a consult call, leads also are have the power to sort of like, um, you know, warm up to the person you're speaking to, and to be honest with you, they could fall in love with you, like you, and break down their price for you. Mm. And that was what happened to me. I couldn't afford at the time when I went to talk with a, a sales coach at the time. I had no money in my bank account. But what I did was, and she she was a high ticket sales coach, right? Her package at the time um, was um, 10k. Like how how just that's just for three months. I'm like I don't have that money, but I know I want this now. Mm-hmm. How do we work this out? I want this now, and she was like Michelle, I really like you. I'm just missing for and how we actually jumped on the call was she just, just wanted to say hi. And she told me what she done. I was like, Yeah, I, I definitely want that. So I was like, Yeah, I can't do this. She broke it down to seven. I was like, nope, I really didn't have <laughs> And then we were able to do that for one K, and even one K, I didn't have that. I had to go get the credit card. Wow. To do that investment. And I said, I will make sure. That I learned this, so I can get my money back to pay back this credit card and make more money in my business. And it really did pay off because, any week I get six to eight people coming to me mm-hmm. weekly,
0: yeah. and
1: I'm consistently growing my team. So I think that's that's one of the investments that I see. Yes, that really helped me.
0: It's it's a tough line to walk because there's so many gurus out there, and I say guru in a negative way. <laughs> people who are the people who are preying on new entrepreneurs. And so I, I think there's a group of entrepreneurs out there who they're nervous about purchasing help for their business, but they really need that coach, that added perspective. And so it's definitely a tough line to walk of not getting swindled, but also realizing, Hey, I suck at sales. And until I invest in this, it's, I'm never going to magically be better at it. So,
1: yeah. And I think a way for you to spot out these sort of people is, again, you want to look for social proof, but then some people still try to fake social proof. Um, in a way,
0: mm-hmm.
1: except I don't know, it's probably might probably be possible where they might get someone to say, "Hey, just do me a video, right?" I don't know, video testimonial, and then you know, um, they come on on the program, and it's literally not for them; they don't get some results, right? But again, it's all about um, knowing the right people. But well, sometimes you might not probably know; you might just go with your guts. You might see. Um, If if there are people who actually give value live on their platforms and people and you're seeing results, right? Then that's something that you might want to make it for that investment rather than investing your only just your time and you want more like faster results, then maybe you might want to commit to them. But yeah, that's just my little penny.
0: (laughs) I love that. Well, Michelle, we are out of time today. Thank you so much for sharing today. For my listeners who want to get in touch with you, they want to connect with you, maybe they even want to work with you, what what do they need to do?
1: Well, you just need to go to michelleanini.com. you just see me there um, and you're able to have a chat with me in there. Or you can just find me on Instagram and send me DM. It's just at michelleanini.
0: I love it. Well, Michelle, thanks again for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Blake. Take care.
0: For our listeners, that was Michelle and Nene joining us today. And if you haven't checked out any of her content yet, I will put the description down, or excuse me, down in the episode description below. I'll put a link to her website and also her, her uh, Instagram, Michelle and Nene. It's at Michelle and Nene. And also, hey, if you've been listening to this podcast and you haven't subscribed yet, what the heck are you waiting on? Make sure you click that subscribe button to keep getting good advice wherever you are. And hey, don't forget we're on Patreon. If you love the podcast, you want to support the podcast, maybe you even want to get your business, sponsored on the podcast, go to patreon.com slash good advice, where you can be one of the patrons of the podcast. As always, we so appreciate your support. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you later. See ya.